Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, December 28th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayigash, and it means, And he drew near. Genesis 45, 19-27 And you are bidden to add, Do as follows. Take from the land of Egypt wagons for your children and your wives, and bring your father here. And never mind your belongings, for the best of all the land of Egypt shall be yours. The sons of Israel did so. Joseph gave them wagons as Pharaoh had commanded, and he supplied them with provisions for the journey. To each of them, moreover, he gave a change of clothing. But to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and several changes of clothing. And to his father he sent the following, ten he-donkeys laden with the best things of Egypt, ten she-donkeys laden with grain, bread, and provisions for his father on the journey. As he sent his brothers off on their way, he told them, Do not be quarrelsome on the way. They went up from Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, and they told him, Joseph is still alive. Yes, he is ruler over the whole land of Egypt. His heart went numb, for he did not believe them. But when they recounted all that Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to transport him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. Enough, he said to Israel, my son Joseph is still alive. I must go and see him before I die. 
Zechariah 12, 1 to 13, 9. The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, says the Lord, which stretches forth the heavens and lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about, when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth shall be gathered together against it. In that day, says the Lord, I will smite every horse with astonishment, and his rider with madness. And I will open my eyes upon the house of Judah, and will smite every horse of the people with blindness. And the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, The inhabitants of Jerusalem shall be my strength in the Lord of hosts their God. In that day will I make the governors of Judah like a hearth of fire among the wood, and like a torch of fire in a sheath. And they shall devour all the people round about, on the right hand and on the left. And Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, even in Jerusalem. The Lord also shall save the tents of Judah first, that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem do not magnify themselves against Judah. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at at that day shall be as David, and the house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before them. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall look upon me whom they pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. And that day there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem, as the morning of Hadadrimmon in the valley of Megiddo. And the land shall mourn every family apart, the family of the house of David apart and their wives apart, the family of the house of Nathan apart and their wives apart, the family of the house of Levi apart and their wives apart, the family of Shimei apart and their wives apart, all the families that remain, every family apart and their wives apart, In that day there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols out of the land, and they shall no more be remembered. And also I will cause the prophets and the unclean spirit to pass out of the land. And it shall come to pass that when any shall yet prophesy, then his father and his mother that begat him shall say to him, You shall not live, for you speak lies in the name of the Lord. And his father and his mother that begat him shall thrust him through when he prophesies. And it shall come to pass in that day that the prophet shall be ashamed every one of his vision. When he has prophesied, neither shall they wear a rough garment to deceive. 
And he shall say, I am no prophet. I am a husbandman, for man taught me to keep cattle from my youth. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in your hands? Then he shall answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against that man that is my fellow, says the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn my hand upon these little ones. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, says the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Lord is my God. Revelation 19, 1-21 And after these things I, John, heard a great voice of much people in heaven, saying, Alleluia, salvation, and glory, and honor, and power to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he has judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up for ever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, and you that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he said to me, Write, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, See that you do this not. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren that have the testimony of Yeshua. Worship God, for the testimony of Yeshua is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, 
Come and gather yourselves together to the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast, and the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse, and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Psalm 147, 1-20 Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is comely. The Lord does build up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. He tells the number of the stars. He calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifts up the meek. He casts the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covers the heaven with clouds who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow upon the mountains. He gives to the beast his food, and to the young ravens which cry. He delights not in the strength of the horse. He takes not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates, He has blessed your children within you. He makes peace in your borders and fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends forth his commandment upon earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the hoarfrost like ashes. He casts forth his ice like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He shows his word to Jacob, his statutes, and his judgments unto Israel. He has not dealt so with any nation, and as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. Proverbs 31, 1-7 The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him, What, my son, and what, the son of my womb, and what, the son of my vows, Give not your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink to him that is ready to perish, and wine to those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink, and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. I want to speak to you today from our reading from chapter 12 of Zechariah. And this is a really key chapter that we looked at. And there are some very important things we can glean from this chapter. 
Let's begin in chapter 12, verse 2. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling to all the people round about when they shall be in the siege, both against Judah and against Jerusalem. What siege could that be? Let's read on. I believe I have an insight, and I'm going to connect it to some other passages from Scripture. Verse 3, And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. So, is there another place in Scripture where we see a whole bunch of nations coming uh, against Jerusalem? Let's look at verse 9 in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 9. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. And this big aha came to me. I believe this is talking about the Gog Magog War that's described for us in Ezekiel 38 and 39. So in Ezekiel chapter 38, it says, in starting in verse 14, Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to God, Thus says the Lord God, On that day, when my people Israel dwell safely, with, dwell safely, will you not know it? And then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great company and a mighty army. Verse 16, you will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring you against my land, so that the nations may know me when I am hallowed in you, O Gog, before their eyes. Thus says the Lord God, Are you he of whom I have spoken in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them? So this is a time that's clearly described here in Ezekiel 38 and 39 when a coalition of nations from the far north come against Israel and come to the mountains of Israel, that God puts a thought in in Gog's mind um, to go and to take spoil and plunder and booty. And so I believe that what we read in Zechariah 12 connects to this. And here's some more evidence of the connection between the Gog-Magog war and what's described here in Zechariah chapter 12. Let's look at verses 5 and 6. And the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, The inhabitants of Jerusalem shall be my strength in the Lord of hosts their God. Verse 6. In that day will I make the governors of Judah like a hearth of fire among the wood, and like a torch of fire in a sheaf. And they shall devour all the people round about, on the right hand and on the left. And Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, even in Jerusalem. Now let's compare that to Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 9. Well, let's start with verse 6. And I will send fire on Magog and on those who live in security in the coastlands. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. So I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them profane my holy name any more. Then the nations shall know 
that I am Yahweh, the Holy One in Israel. So God, his purpose in all this is his name is going to be known in the midst of the people Israel, in the land of Israel, but also all the nations that are looking on and watching this unfold, they will also know that he is Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel. Verse 8 and 9, Surely it is coming and it shall be done, says the Lord God. This is the day of which I have spoken. Verse 9, Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel will go out and set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and bucklers, the bows and arrows, the javelins and spears, and they will make fires with them for seven years. That's Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 9. Now let's come right back to Zechariah chapter 12, verse 6. In that day will I make the governors of Judah like a hearth of fire among wood, and like a torch of fire in a sheath. And they shall devour all the people round about on the right and on the left, and Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place. So we see these governors of Judah that are like a firebrand. And that really connects with Ezekiel 39.9, with uh, those who dwell in Israel will go out and set on fire and burn the weapons, because this is God intervening in a supernatural way in this war. Okay, so the Lord in, in Zechariah back to Zechariah chapter twelve, and I'm going to come back down to verse nine and then go on into verse ten. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that came against Jerusalem. I believe that's talking about the Gog Magog war. Verse 10, and I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. This is a direct reference to Yeshua. Yeshua was pierced for our transgressions. And they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him, as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. So how does all that come to pass? This sounds like it's describing a tremendous awakening of the Jewish people in the land of Israel, and it's happening in the context of a war where the nations are coming against Israel, and particularly they're surrounding Jerusalem, and they're seeking to divide Jerusalem, to move this burdensome stone, and then God himself intervened. So how does that come about? Again, we're going to look at a cross-reference passage that I think explains how that comes about. Joel chapter 2, it comes about because of intercession and prayer. And in Joel chapter 2, it talks about, um, it's talking about this tremendous army that's coming against Israel. And I always wonder, what army is this? It looks like it's a terrible army because everything in front of it is green and beautiful and everything behind it is devastation and waste. And yet, it says, the Lord gives voice before his army. Joel chapter 2, verse 11. For his camp is very great, for strong is the one who execute his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can endure it? So we see this description of this army coming against Israel, and it's talking about the day of the Lord, and it's implying that this army is the Lord's army. Well, what happens next is it brings about a huge prayer time, 
a seeking of the Lord. Joel chapter 2, verse 12. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Now, again, let's put this all into context. I believe this is talking about the Gog-Magog war. And when the Jewish people see the, these hordes of armies from the, the far north descending down upon Israel, probably it's going to be Russia, the far north, Iran, Syria, and, you know, all these terrorists that have been slinging arrows and missiles at Israel all this time. But this tremendous army, and they're outnumbered, outgunned, and outpowered in every way, shape, and form. So what can they do? They're going to pray. And so I think that Joel chapter 2 is describing that moment from a different angle. It's describing the Ezekiel 38-39 war. It's describing... uh, it from a different angle. So what are they going to do? They're going to pray. Joel chapter 2, verse 12. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to Yahweh your Elohim, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Joel 2, verse 15, Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the nursing babes, let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people! O Yahweh, and do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? So I believe those verses that I just read are describing the moment in time when Israel is under attack from this massive army from the north, the Gog-Magog army. And they're descending upon Israel, they're descending upon the mountains of Israel, upon biblical Shomron, Samaria, also known as the West Bank. They're descending upon Jerusalem and surrounding Jerusalem, and they're desperate. And so they're crying out, they're looking up to God. And as they weep and lament and mourn and pray and seek the Lord, in that moment when they cry out to him, two things happen. Number one, Yeshua shows up. And he deals with the Gog-Magog army, and fire and brimstone from heaven comes down and destroys this army. And you've got lots and lots of dead bodies to pick up, and lots of these um, their equipment and their military weapons that that can be picked up and burned. It's combustible. So this army is defeated in quite a miraculous and supernatural way. But the other thing that happens in that moment of this praying and seeking and repenting is this. Verse 10, from back in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. And they shall mourn for him, as one mourns for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him, as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. In other words, there's going to be a huge aha. 
Yeshua has saved us today from this Gog Magog army. He has saved us, and he is the Son of God. He is the Mashiach, and that's when it will dawn upon them. Wow, he he is the Son of God. Our ancestors, they, they killed him. And you mourn and you weep. You, you weep over the ancestral sins up many, many generations back. And that spirit of supplication will come upon them. The veil will be lifted and they will see and know and understand who the Messiah is. And I believe it happens in this Gog-Magog moment in time when Israel is under attack. So we can see that Zechariah chapter 12 is connected to Joel chapter 2. We can see that Zechariah 12 is connected to Ezekiel 38 and 39. It's describing the same moment in, in time, all from different angles. Ezekiel 38 and 39 describes the attack, the military attack. Joel chapter 2 describes the response of the people, that now they're going to call a sacred assembly and sanctify the congregation and and call for a fast and seek the Lord and pray. And and then Joel or Zechariah chapter 12 describes what happens at this tremendous prayer meeting, is that all of a sudden they will see him whom they pierced, and they will mourn. So it's all connected. And it's all a future moment in time, but maybe not so far off in the future, perhaps in our lifetimes, perhaps in the not-too-distant future at all. We continue to watch current events on the ground as they unfold. So we look forward to this day when the governors of Judah will rise up like a firebrand and and they will... uh, burn hay and wood and stubble. We look forward to this day when the Lord is going to save the Jewish people from this tremendous Gog-Magog attack. And we look forward to the day and and pray into that day when the veil is lifted from so many minds and hearts and they will see that Yeshua is the Mashiach. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.
the Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.